Welcome to Gorilla Discipleship. I'm uh, your host, Kevin Baker. It's a privilege to be with you. You know, here at Gorilla Discipleship, our goal is to resource, inspire, encourage you to be an everyday disciple maker in the world that God's got you placed in, in the, in the everyday experiences of your life. I've had the privilege uh, recently of speaking to a group of um, other disciple makers, leaders, pastors, catalysts, uh, about how we've transitioned or are in the process of transitioning Oakdale Church into a disciple-making uh, community and, a, and, a, and basically using <clears throat> whatever God gives us to catalyze a, a disciple-making movement in the Washington, D.C. area. And so over the next two uh, weeks, I'd like to share with you what I shared with them, just some things that we've learned. And so um, I'm appreciative of uh, the opportunity to share this with you. So love that you're here with us and ask that, um, that you might uh, let us know how this goes and whether any of these principles or, or uh, learnings will help you. So let's go ahead and dive right in. All right, just a quick uh, recap of how we got introduced to DMM. Uh, I am pastoring a legacy church in Maryland, and we were, in 2018, we became focused on disciple-making. Uh, we didn't know anything about DMM, but we just knew that God was calling us to disciple-making. At the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, uh, one of our staff was doing some research that just coincidentally led uh, her to Chris. Uh, she came to me and said, hey, some of us want to do a training where it feels like it's going to be life-changing training. So 30 of us here at the church went through the training, never been on Zoom before January of 2020. By the time we finished the training, the pandemic was in place. And it was almost like God said, hey, you can't do what you normally did, but I just gave you a bunch of tools to do ministry in ways you didn't actually know about. So um, that's kind of our story. We've been uh, working through DMM now for a little over three years. Uh, it has just been, um, well, the training was one paradigm shift after another, and it continues to be paradigm shift after paradigm shift. And so I, I, I just jotted down, I thought this was what you all asked uh, of us. So I'm going to just give you a few things that I feel like we've learned. Um, so there, here you go. Here's what we are learning. Uh, and I, I guess I would say we are currently learning this, but um, but we have also begun to learn it. Um, remember in the in the the uh, paper game uh, where there was a line drawn that wasn't really necessary. So I think what we're realizing is be careful not to draw new draw new lines. That the the truth is we can do the same thing with DMM that we've done with legacy churches. We just say oh. I see how Brent's doing it, and so I'm going to draw a line the way Brent's doing it or the way somebody else is doing it. There is something about drawing lines that gives us comfort and, and living in the, hey, God, help lead me every day, and, and let me make sure I'm listening to you directly, that I guess is just a little bit more effort than saying, well, I'm just going to do what Brent did or Susie did or Chris did or whatever. So I would say we're learning not to, to be careful not to uh, to draw new lines in DMM the same way that we may have drawn lines in legacy ministry before us, uh, before that. I really, Chris has said, everybody has said this, but I, man, we have to let God tell us specifically what he wants us to do. Uh, when we first got trained, you know, it kind of felt like, all right, well, 
Chris transitioned out of his church. I guess we need to transition out of our church. And so, you know, you just begin to say, well, I, you know, if I'm going to do this right, again, it's almost like drawing lines. I got to do what other people that are teaching me doing. And yet God just continued to uh, press other things on us. And so we have tried to be as obedient as we can. And so I, I really want to say you, your elder team, your team, whoever your team is, to just continue to be in prayer and say, God, we don't want to duplicate what anybody else is doing unless that's what you want. We want to hear from you individually. That is some hard work, but it's great team building. I've seen God do amazing things through just allowing him to speak into us about what our unique mission is. Um, I would say what surprised me the most about our particular situation is that God seems to have pressed us into MDM uh, as much as he is to DMM. Um, and I remember talking about MDM when we were in um, in San Diego and people were like, what's MDM? I, I swear I heard it here. Uh, you know, it's mobilizing disciples to become disciple makers. It's mobilizing disciple makers. And DMM is, you know, creating disciple making movements. So because of the pandemic hit, we had nothing else to do with this congregation other than to say, hey, guys, you can't we can't meet together the way we normally did. So we want to train all of you to do discovery Bible studies. And we're going to invite all of you. We help them begin to figure out how can you reach out to your family, your neighbors, your friends. And so um, God not only opened that door. But basically, we just saw people grab hold of it. Now, again, it's not a nothing's a hundred percent, but it seems like what God has shown us is there is there is a a lot of fruit in mobilizing the church. I, I, again, maybe that's just unique to us. We're we're maybe others are are seeing something different, but um, we are finding our way in mobilizing the, the disciple makers or mobilizing the church to become disciple makers. And, and I think that's been going to be a critical part of creating a disciple making movement is not just to um, move into new disciples, although I think we've got to do both. We've got to mobilize the church into disciple making and we've got to go uh, and get them into the world. I mean, that's one of our principles of the sales, right, is to train up believers to go into the world. And so we're, we've leveraged everything. I think when we uh, first basically understood DMM, we were trying to figure out what to do with it. And God has just shown us that, that his desire for us right now is to leverage everything about who we are into disciple making. I would say we've moved from frac attractional to fractional. And the idea is we no longer care. And, and believe it or not, I, I'm just amazed. Our board has completely, we took the board through this training after the staff got it. They've embraced uh, disciple-making uh, movement uh, concepts. They are, we're no longer building our castle. We're trying to figure out how to build God's kingdom. And that's an interesting place to, to be. So by what I mean by fractional is, hey, we're saying, hey, you got to go out. It's reshaped how we do Sunday morning. Sunday morning is no longer an attractional. It's the family coming together and basically saying, this is the time to refill, get equipped, share stories, encourage each other, because we're going right back out again after this time of gathering, and we're going to keep making disciples. So we're sending people out, out 
uh, in sort of a fractional way instead of getting everybody to try and come here. God has been teaching us. If I go too fast, just tell me I, I'm trying to get through this so we can get in our groups. But God has been teaching us um, in many ways the power of micro shifts. Um, you know, when you're teaching people to just for knowledge, I, I think that's one thing. Teaching people to obey takes us slowing things down. We learn obedience in smaller, pro probably smaller ways than what we have uh, done in terms of telling concepts. We can get big concepts across to people. But if you're trying to get people to obey, you, you know, there's a book, I read some of it called Atomic Habits. And, and so he talks about the multiplying out of small changes. And we've taken that to heart in terms of teaching people to obey, that they're probably not going to go from where they are to where God wants them to be overnight. Hey, neither did I. Uh, but the truth is, if we help them see micro shifts that they can make in their behavior, micro shifts that they can make in their in their week, um, it really has helped them because that way they actually feel like, hey, I'm moving forward. I can see what I can do next. I can see the way to, to move through this instead of feeling like um, it's just a, an overwhelming task. Part of that, this is all part of what God is doing in terms of mobilizing disciple makers is that you have to fight the whirlwind. The whirlwind is always a problem for us, even if you're outside of the legacy church. The whirlwind is all that other stuff that takes up time in your schedule that you think, I ought to get to something, but I can't because, man, I, I've got too much stuff to do. We all know if you've been a part of a legacy church, hey, legacy churches create stuff to do. And uh, so fighting the whirlwind is a is an ongoing battle in order to get uh, to get practicing and, and being a practitioner of what God is doing. And the other thing that I would say is if you're staying in the legacy church or God's got you working in a, a legacy church, it is a constant battle to fight against the drift back toward what we know culturally. I really think that's the one of the biggest issues for, or one of the biggest reasons to stay in ongoing coaching. If we don't keep reminding ourselves and seeing new ways to practice what we've learned and, and getting reinforcements in that, then everything we've been enculturated in, in in Christian culture will just keep slipping back in. And, and uh, so it's a it's a battle. You have to keep fighting it. It's a battle worth fighting, um, but it keeps going. One of the things that has amazed me about disciple making in the way that God's deployed it here in, in our setting is culture change. I mean, I, I can't remember who said this. You all know this culture change eats strategy for lunch. Um, if you want to change the culture in your life or in your team, uh, man, culture change comes best when it's peers influencing peers. One of the best things that we did was uh, when my staff said, Kevin, put a microphone up on the platform and let people tell their stories of what God's doing as they're making disciples. Anybody who's been the pastor of a legacy church knows you never put a microphone up unscripted and let crazy people come up and talk in your service. That's just, that's church 101. Uh, and so I was scared to death, but we did it. And oh my goodness, has that done more? Because they they write us all off as pastors and leaders and say, well, you can do that, but uh, you know, I could never do that. But when the guy sitting next to them in the pew stands up and says, 
here's what happened in my school, or here's how I did this. Here's how I began to invite someone. And they, and they see them. I mean, we have people seriously trembling at the microphone. They're shaking. They're so nervous. Uh, and because they never gotten up before and said anything and they just stand up in the, in the service. That's right. It's what happens in the sauna stays in the sauna, but you know, you start hearing, Hey, that, that makes sense to me. I could do that. It doesn't come off so professional. It doesn't have that expert tie to it. It just has the, the, um, authenticity of, I didn't know what to do. And we've, we've had a lot of people sharing their mistakes. Man, nothing encourages progress like people being authentic and saying, I didn't get it right the first time. And then just encouraging, it encourages, I think, that atmosphere where I don't have to be perfect. I don't have to get this right the first time, but God can still use me in the middle of all that. So if you want to change the culture, just helps us to have ideas and it sparks something in us that's like, oh man, I didn't even think about, you know, uh, doing that with folks. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today on Guerrilla Discipleship. I hope you began or you've enjoyed uh, listening to what we began there today. As I said, we're going to finish this next week. So thank you for letting us be a resource for you in your own thinking about being a disciple maker and the way that God is using you. As always, uh, you can email me, kbaker at oakdale.church, or you can comment uh, to us below. Uh, let us know how we can help and serve you better. Thanks so much for being a part of, uh, of Guerrilla Discipleship. Mm-hmm.